Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman reminding you, if you want to listen to this episode on your smart speaker, you can do that. Just ask Google Home or Alexa to play the First Cut Golf Podcast. And we are jumping into the latest news in the world of golf today. We don't have Mark, but I've assembled the rest of the squad. So let's bring them in. Uh, Greg Ducharme, there is a lot of news that you are going to provide an interesting perspective on. Welcome to the show. Uh, happy to be here as always. Um, so I, I'm excited for this one, the match going on at medalist. I, I can't wait. We, I can't wait to talk about the golf course because I, I love it. I love the place. I worked there for three years. Uh, so I'm really excited for this one. Love it. And also we'll bring in Kyle Porter. Hey KP. How are we doing? We're hanging. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I it's, it's like 80 degrees out and I've still got my like hoodie and vest on i don't i don't know why i'm doing this but i'm that just is I'm a holding puffy vest I'm, isn't it yeah i'm holding on to pullover season just one <laughs> last one last week until you hanging in there okay kyle, are, we, are we worried about kyle at all or is this a little down is kyle a little down he today? looks all right we'll see no i'm good i'm good okay i I, right. I had like i had two weeks there where i was i was struggling um but yeah we're we're, we're good i'm 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 excited Kyle, you dropped a kind of a speed bomb article on us. Uh, was that yet? I don't even know what days there are anymore. Was that yesterday? Two days. I ago? think so. I, it doesn't I matter. don't know. But yeah. how did that feel to kind of get all all that out on uh, out of the fingertips and onto the screen? It felt good. I, I felt <laughs> like uh, I felt like Phil, um, like just artificially raising the property value of of different places based on um, so, some of the some of the words that I got out there. So Spieth Island uh, properties are, are going for about 10% higher than they were last month. Um, so whatever, the, some of the, some of the property tax there, I think should just go direct to my direct deposit. Uh, that article is available, cbsports.com. Check it out. All right, gentlemen, let's jump into this. So we have uh, a date and a course set for tiger versus Phil part two, or more officially, Capital One's The Match, Champions for Charity. Greg, let's start with you. You have very uh, close relations with Medalist Golf Club, which is going to play host to this event, Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning versus Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady on May 24th. What can we expect from this golf course? It's a phenomenal golf course. It's not easy. Um, it's a, a Pete Dye, Greg Norman design. It recently went through a renovation from Bobby Weed, uh, who came in at, while I was there. So I, I actually, while I was working there in the three years, played two different renditions. Um, and again, this was one of the best jobs I've ever had. I just want to tell you about this job quick because it, it'll probably make you a little bit jealous. So um, in my third year, I got this job as director of player relations and basically the director of player relations is um is a marshal and now 
you're, you're at a private club. There's no tea times. The members are, it's quite an impressive membership. And I'm like 25 years old, driving around the course, telling <laughs> people to pick up their pace of play. And my, my job was eight. I worked eight to four every day, um, five days a week, eight to four. And after that, I had enough time to play. I, I would get in my cart. I had a fast cart. I'd get in there, whip around. I could play 18 every day. If somebody wanted to join me, they did. If not, they didn't. So um, in this, this new rendition of the golf course, I got quite familiar with. The most interesting thing that I see with this golf course is what they're going to do about the tee boxes. There's a big difference between the Tiger tees, which are all the way back, and even the championship tees, which are, are plenty. I mean, they're, they're all you can handle as it is, um, over 7,000 yards, slightly over 7,000 yards from the championship tees. You're talking about probably 7,600 yards from the Tiger tees, highlighted by uh, the very first hole. They added this tee on the other side of the marsh, on the clubhouse side of the marsh, with a 275-yard force carry over, over the marsh. And typically, the original tee boxes were all on the other side of the marsh. So it's kind of a, a benign opening hole. There's a really wide fairway. Um, you hit, and, then, and then it's a really cool green complex. But it, it's a, a soft start to the golf course. They added this tee, and now it's a 500-yard hole. And number two is a 500-yard hole from the Tiger tees. So it'll be interesting to see where everybody tees off from. But there's no way Manning and, and Brady are going to be able to play from, from that, that tee box. So, Wait, did you ever have to holler at anybody about pace of play and they just hollered back at you and like gave you the finger or something? So I had a, I had a strategy, um, which I call the soft sell. So there'd be a group. Usually if there's a pace of play issue, the group in the back is upset. And so they flagged me down. Hey, these guys are playing slow. I'll take care of it. Don't worry. And then I drive up to the other group. So now I'm, I'm in sight. I'm uh, handling the situation. And really, I just say, hey, how are you playing? What, what's going on with your game? Okay, guys. Yeah, just uh, let me know if you need anything out there. We'll keep moving. And I just kind of throw it in there. And it always worked. And I say, yeah, hey, they said they're going to pick it up. So we'll see what happens. It was Bryson. I don't know if I need it? to move yet. <laughs> it, was, it was Bryson, wasn't it? Uh, Bryson was there on a serious note one time when he was at SMU, actually. Okay. And that was the okay. first time I ever saw him. Um, and at that time, I think they made sure that nobody went off behind him. I think he was the last group of the day, so there were no issues. For sure. This is like this is like the first time that Dan Jenkins saw Hogan out in Fort Worth. This is Greg Duchamp <laughs> seeing seeing Bryson at, at, at Jupiter. I knew from that moment. I said that guy is going to be huge one day. I just know it. <laughs> he, he, he's physically <laughs> going to be huge. <laughs> right. <laughs> That was too easy. Uh, all right, Kyle. So, so a couple other uh, new tidbits that we're getting out of this. Um, Ten million dollars in donations going to COVID nineteen relief. That is quite a difference from the what nine or ten million that went into Phil's pockets uh, last year. I imagine it would not be a great look to be doing something like uh, you know multimillionaires making millions more in the midst of all of this. So that's one thing. The other thing is uh, how they're going to do this. So four ball on the front, Kyle, but then a modified alternate shot on the back, which means everybody's going to hit their tee shots. They'll decide which one to play, and it'll go alternate shot from there. 
So first on the money thing, uh, it sounded, I I was reading third, it sounded as if the the money is coming from uh, Turner or or whoever, uh, Warner brother, whatever, whoever the broader organization is and the players but then everything's sponsored. Like Capital One's a sponsor. The, the conference call that Ernie Johnson did with the players is sponsored. So there's money coming in, and it, I, I, I feel like it's almost – like I feel like the guys are getting money, but then they're just like turning it over, but they made it seem as if they're just donating the money, which is fine. I'm sure that's how all of this works. I, I was just – I was initially confused, I guess, about how the – like kind of the path of all the money. Did you pick up on that? Uh, you're right. It's kind of just glossed over here in the press release. I think you're right. I think it's one of these situations where, you know, you win, you win the 50, 50 raffle at a charity outing and you hand the money right back in. Right. And it's like, okay, this is just going back to the cause. It feels like that type of situation. Yeah, exactly. But now the, uh, the format I'm very pleased with the alternate shot has the makings to be just the, the most dramatic TV we see all year. I mean, you, you know, that Peyton's going to just pull hook one off of like the 12th tee or something. And Tiger's going to smile like it's NBD, but it's really, it really is a BD. It's really not great. And uh, I'm, I'm super excited about that. Why is this on like five different uh, networks, by the way? Like, are we like, do we have a camera on each guy? Where are the cameras? Who's commentating? I, I, I have, I still have a lot of questions. This is the issue I had last time. So my assumption is it's on five networks because everybody wants a piece of this and Turner's got all these networks and that's part of the deal. Uh, but my issue last time is there was like 17 hosts, right? They had like the entire crew from NBA on TNT, Greg, right? Like wasn't Barkley out there and wasn't like Kenny Smith or whatever out there. And it was just like, I don't know who the host is. Now, I actually am more optimistic this time, Greg, because we already saw this kind of a little bit in like the press conference and what they were doing on zoom earlier. I think Peyton Manning can play host of this where he kind of keeps the conversation going between the players. He can crack some jokes. He keeps a a good amount of levity where last time we just saw tiger and Phil kind of, you know, quiet at times walking to their ball. I think Peyton plays on course host. I, it'd be interesting to see that kind of play out. Um, keeping the conversation going. It's possible at times it's not at others. I do think you need some interaction from a commentator or a host, Samuel Jackson, uh, who was out there last time as, as uh, Jacob was just mentioning. I don't know that I need that, but (laughs) well, I'm just, (laughs) yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, how are you going to know what's in your one guy? He's the right. He's the capital one guy. (laughs) So you you have a couple of people out there and I, I agree with you. You don't need, you don't need, um, 10 guys out there commentating on this. You just have a couple guys for a little conversation because there's going to be social distancing out there. Peyton's going to have some things. There, there's going to be banter back and forth, but you have to ultimately have the option of going back and forth because if you're, if you just leave it to Peyton on the course, it, it I mean, you, you could run into some situations where there's not a lot going on. There's not a lot being said. So so two things. One, the social distancing is going to be weird on the tee box, right? Like, cause are they going to like stand on f- four corners of the, I, I just, that that's going to be odd just generally like th- this match aside. 
And then the other thing, I think Rick picked up on this in the interview that people should go watch the interview with Ernie Johnson and the four guys. Cause there were some actually really funny parts and Peyton who Peyton and Phil are kind of in the same place career wise. Like I, I know Phil's still playing, but he's not playing at the level that Tiger is in the same way that Peyton was not playing at the level Brady was whenever he was kind of out of it. And I think everybody would consider Brady and Tiger the, the, the best ever in their sport. And Peyton on the Zoom call was kind of going at uh, Brady, like just getting after him a little bit in, in a joking way, but also like maybe not totally joking. And Phil's face as this was <laughs> happening was like, oh, like – this is how you do it. Cause Phil's always been so reticent to go at tiger. I mean, he'll, he'll kind of do it, but he'll I, not really. And that part I'm really excited about. Cause I think it might click for Phil and he might get after tiger a little bit in a way that we haven't seen. I think Phil wants to go after tiger, but he knows that tiger can always play the Trump card, which is like, however many more wins, however many more majors, I'm Tiger Woods. He always has the trump card. So there was, okay, this, there's so many great moments from this from this conference call. One, Tiger Woods turned the green jacket into a Snuggie at one point. Yeah, that was um, But Phil, or, uh, yeah, Phil did, like, he sat in front of the trophy case. He had all, like, 40 trophies in front of him. He had the picture of Tiger putting the green jacket on him. And then he showed the, the, the trophy from the match last time. So Tiger, you know, you, you might not know what this actually looks like. You've never really seen one of these here. Here it is up close and personal. So that's like the one thing that he has kind of hanging over Tiger is that he beat him the only time this ever happened. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I, re I remember when, cause it's like a belt, right? It's like the Anthony yes. Kim. It's, it's like, like the old buckle. Anthony Kim belt. And I remember when he got it from Ernie Johnson at the match in, in, at Shadow Creek in 18, and he was like, it like didn't fit him. And he was like, why did you guys okay. make this in like a 32? Like you thought Tiger was going to win. Like what? <laughs> this was like the, the pre-coffee the pre fasting Phil. And uh, yeah, he, he was not pleased about that. That's so good. Well, um, Greg, there are actually odds out for this already. And there's also like um, – Super Bowl level prop bets that you can put on this, like how many commercials will Peyton Manning appear in? Who's gonna <laughs> Who's gonna hit the fairway on hole number one? Like, there's we're we're, we're desperate out here, but uh, Tiger and Peyton are uh, pretty significant favorites, minus two thirty to Phil and Tom Brady's plus one seventy five. Uh, do you have a pick in this? Is this something that you would place a, a dollar on? I would go in the direction of Tiger Woods. There's a big home course advantage here. I don't think Phil, I don't know if Phil's ever played it. And if he has, uh, it's not very often. And Tiger plays it nearly every day. And it is important to know the greens out there. Now, the, the fairways are wide, but the penalty for missing them is severe. Like you're not finding your ball. You don't want to be going into these areas looking for your ball. So I, I think Tiger is more accurate off the tee. Um, I, I think he has the home course advantage. I think he'll know the greens better. I got to give, I mean, it feels like a, a more of a tiger kind of golf course than a Phil. And I would say the same thing, even if, even if, um, if Phil was, was a member as well, if Phil had played it just as much, I, I think it suits tiger a little bit better. Uh, as for Peyton and, and Brady, that's the wild card. Who's yeah. going to step up and play when, when you get onto that back nine in the alternate shot format, there's going to be some really interesting situations because there are, uh, a more, I would say there's a greater variety of holes on the back nine. 
you have a risk reward tee shot on number 10 where you kind of have it swings to the right and there's a a big marsh on the inside part of the dog leg and you can choose how much you're going to bite off you can nearly not quite you can nearly drive the green or you can lay back to like 150 yards and anywhere in between just gives you a little bit more uh a a little bit smaller margin for success 11 is a drivable par four for probably not for Peyton and and um Brady but definitely for Tiger and Phil and then 14 is another drivable par four you have a a par five on 13 uh, and 17 and 18 has water all up the right so I think the back nine sets up for some drama it's going to be really dramatic there's big penalties out there there's also plenty of birdie opportunities um all mixed together so I can't wait to see that I definitely give an advantage to Tiger um but man it, it's a wild card with it with this alternate shot format well that's that's kind of the big thing um I don't think anyone's disputing Tiger is at this point better than Phil Mickelson um what do we know about the other two Kyle I mean just just out of kind of the fact that Peyton Manning has been retired for a couple of years and probably playing a lot more golf than Tom Brady is I imagine he's his game's in better shape you know Brady's getting ready for a football season but like what do we know about these guys I was just thinking that I'm a I'm a little concerned about the Brady thing even on the even on the uh, the call he was like yeah you know I haven't haven't played much which means like I haven't I haven't played in eight months or something like that although he might have played he might have played Pebble Uh, I think they're both like six to eight handicaps I think we talked about that a little bit but I do I can envision Peyton like grinding for the next couple weeks and just getting the game ready and there's no chance that Tom Brady is doing that uh absolutely correct yes I I trust that Peyton will be uh will be more prepared at least whether that means his game is better or not uh but actually before that before that gentlemen we have another match so we are going to get back-to-back Sundays the 24th is Tiger Phil v2 but the 17th is the Rory DJ Ricky Fowler Matthew Wolf match. Greg, we kind of covered this uh, a little bit in a in a past episode, but like we we are now going to have live golf back to back weeks, and then just a few weeks after that, we're going to be getting you know, assuming everything stays on track here, getting back into the PGA Tour. I, this is like hope hope is growing in my heart. Like this is this feels interesting. This feels good. Yeah, the the seed is planted and it's definitely growing. It's really exciting. And the golf courses they're playing are, I mean, I can't wait to see Seminole. I don't know Seminole. I've never played it. I've heard a lot about it. I can't wait to see what it's like. Um, So I'm I'm very excited for that one. And again, that the golf course and that match really, in both of these matches, the golf course is up the ante for me. They make it a lot more... Um, exciting for me. So I'm looking forward to uh, TaylorMade driving relief. I think it's going to be a, a good watch. Um, and I'm very interested. I mean, I, I just have this funny feeling about Ricky Fowler playing out at Seminole. I know he's played there a lot in the past, as is Rory. I'm sure DJ has too. Um, but I just have a funny feeling that Seminole is a is a Ricky Fowler kind of golf course. So I like that plus 190 uh, underdog there for Ricky and Wolf in a sneaky kind of in a sneaky kind of way. Well, I will say, I will say this, um, and Kyle, 
I'd love your opinion on this because we're trying to keep tabs on what these guys are up to, right? We know what Bryson does because he goes on Instagram Live and Twitch every night. And we know what he's up to. Um, some other guys, we don't know what they're up to. And I am a pretty firm believer that Rory and DJ are by far uh, the two better golfers in this matchup. And they maybe should be favored even more than like minus 250. But if there was ever a time to bet an underdog, if there was ever a situation where we don't know what these guys have been up to, they're going to play an 18 hole skins match, which I feel like anything can happen in. I feel like this is the time to get a dog. Yeah, I real quick on Bryson before I, I do have an answer for that. <laughs> Did you see these numbers? I just I just scrolled through them on Twitter, but I we were like preparing for the show and I didn't capture them. I saw his club head speed was something ridiculous, right? One thirty eight point seven. Oh my god, that's he's, not that's not like human. He's breaking the game. I, we we his, talked about this before. He's he's breaking it. His ball speed is two hundred five point three. <laughs> For 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 context, one ninety is like Cam Champ. That's yeah. Cam Champ. One ninety is dirty. He's at well, two hundred five. I I now, don't I don't have it in front of me. Sorry, Greg. Real quick, like what he was doing, strokes gained off the tee from January first till players. I know it's only two and a half months, but he was basically on pace to have the best strokes gained off the tee season ever. Like like that's that was how good it was, Greg. He you just put into context that 205 number. It was only a couple of weeks ago when he was doing some Twitch live stream trying to get to 200. Or maybe yeah. it was, maybe it yeah. was, uh, that's right, Sir Nick Faldo, right? He came up behind him, he was videotaping him, and Bryson was trying to get to 200. And he, it took him a couple of tries, and then he finally did it. And it was a celebration to get from, to get from, let's say, let's just call it 200. If it was 200 max to up your, max or to up your average five miles an hour in that short period of a time it's been I mean, like 10 this days guy's working <laughs> he, he's working hard right this is that that's significant improvement if, if you uh, man i mean it's just impressive he's gonna come back looking like oliver miller from the phoenix suns from like the 90 92 93 phoenix suns um <laughs> your original question so i, I remember I what about, it was oh the underdog yeah, the underdog thing. I wrote about this a little bit today because I was writing about odds. And my point, in, and this is, this is not like breaking, you know, this is not groundbreaking stuff. It's always my point with stuff like this, is if you're playing 10,000 holes, you're a fool to bet Ricky Fowler and, and Matthew Wolf, right? Yep. But if, yep. you're playing, if you're playing one hole, theoretically, Greg and Rick could beat uh, Rory and DJ. We, right? would steal, we would steal a couple out of 1,000. Yeah, we would. Well, but I, I'm just saying, like, no, I'm saying if you're like, if the whole match oh, one is hole. one, yeah, one, is hole, one hole, right, right, there would be an opportunity for you guys to win. If for it's sure. ten thousand, you would get absolutely destroyed. Yes, right. And eighteen is obviously a lot closer to one than it is ten thousand. <laughs> Therefore, just using logic here, I think it's it's a good opportunity for, uh, yeah, for an underdog to to jump up. I think Wolf is kind of the X factor, right? I I think that, I mean, I, I was looking at his numbers today, Rick. They haven't been that good since he won 3M last summer. He doesn't have a top 10. I think he had like a T11 at Tournament of Champions, something like that. But he, he, he's just, he, you know, I, I don't, I think he's going to have a good career. The last eight months have been just, I don't know, kind of mediocre, kind of average for what I would probably expect for him. But he's got a ton of game. And I think that it, it's pretty easy for me to envision Ricky and, and Matthew Wolf winning. The, the other thing too, you mentioned 18 holes. 
it, it while it's 18 holes in a strange way, it, it, because it skins, it almost plays like even less. Yeah. It, it, like you have to, you just kind of hang around and win one hole. You can win six skins. Right. Um, so I, I give, and, and Ricky Fowler, I mean, Justin Thomas is posting a picture of a scorecard. He shoots 61 one day. And like you said, it's only one day, but all that, all this is one day too. And it just, to me, it, I could see Ricky Fowler going out shooting 62 uh, and, and stealing this thing quite easily. Are you a Ricky truther, Greg? Yeah. So Ricky, Ricky, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Ricky, but he constantly disappoints me and lets me down. And um, cause I think he's going to, he's going to break he's through. Your, like he's your kid. Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's uh he, he just lets me down. So I'm not, I'm I'm not kind of coming mad. to this I'm realization. Disappointed. <laughs> uh, that's exactly what it is. But I just, I'm starting to realize what Ricky is and it's a, just a really good player. It's a guy who's going to have a lot of top tens. It's a guy who's just not going to win a lot. So I'm starting to just kind of understand those expectations, but immensely talented. Yeah. Kyle too. Uh, this is a note from producer Jacob on the other side of the glass to, to put a, put a pin in, in your note to, to back it up here. I mean, Jason day at the Zozo skins game beat tiger Rory and Hideki in Japan earlier this year. And I mean, those guys have kind of obviously had different seasons since then. Tiger went on to win that tournament. Rory did all, all Rory things and Hideki, you know, would have won the players uh, this year. And Jason Day's kind of been not very good. So anybody can win a skins game in, in 18 holes. Yeah. A hundred percent. I'm just, I'm excited about both of these. You know, I think on the one hand you got, you've got Seminole, you got, I think, I actually think I'm more excited about the Rory Ricky match. I think there's the, I think, I think that one could be more fun and interesting just because of Seminole. I think Rory and Wolf will be huge personalities within that. I do think Peyton and, and uh, Brady will be really good for Tiger and Phil just to loosen them up a little bit, especially Peyton. Um, so I think both of them are going to be awesome. I, I've already, uh, I've, I'm already setting up the live blogs for, for uh, the next two Sundays. Uh, we'll, we'll close with this, Greg, and I, I am going to choose my words. I'm, I, I do not mean that there are winners and winners out of this whole situation, but one of the cool things that we are going to see over the next couple of weeks are courses that we've never seen before. And maybe that is because there's going to be golf without fans and they can go to more places. This is something that came up in a, in a mailbag right, right, when the, right when the PGA Tour went on hiatus about getting to see courses without fans that they can now be played at and, and Seminole and, and medalist are two of the top ones that I'm looking forward to seeing. Absolutely. And they don't have the infrastructure. There's no way you could host a PGA tour event right. at medalist or Seminole. And it's nothing to do with the actual golf holes. It's the other infrastructure. Seminole doesn't have the anywhere near the land to host a, something like that. Um, and, and medalist is a lot of marsh and swamp and there, there's not a lot of usable land out there other than, the the actual fairways and greens on the golf course so it, it, it's exciting to see it it definitely adds value cool all right let's uh let's take a quick break and hear a word from our partners okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. All right, gentlemen. So uh, I we also got another announcement from the PGA Tour and from 2K Sports that a new video game, PGA Tour video game, is in the works. Uh, if you know me at all, you know I am very much into golf video games. I tried to get Greg addicted to the Golf Club 2019. Was I successful at that, Greg? How's that going for you? Um, it's in my thoughts a lot. I, like, <laughs> I definitely want to play. Um, I have a hard time getting a lot of time to play. Uh, you know, with my kids, Mac and Ricky Fowler, uh, it, it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> Ricky takes up a lot of your time. <laughs> yeah. it, it's hard for me to uh, spend a ton of time playing, but yeah, I'm a huge fan. And the thing about the golf club is you can design golf courses. Yep. And I grew up as somebody who would in spare time, draw golf courses. And I could never get my real idea out onto the paper. Cause I am no good at drawing. And I have, I kind of, it's like canvas. You can really build a cool golf course. So it's a, they're really cool games. It's, it's fun. Just wish I had more time to play. Yeah. Greg, uh, Greg designed a course and sent it to me and it kicked my butt, but um, <laughs> Kyle. So, so here, here, I'll give you the details about this, but I think this is part of a bigger thing for the PGA tour compared to other sports organizations that's my kind of hot take is coming here but uh the golf club 2019 is a game that that greg and i referenced it's created by hb studios and 2k there it is a licensed pga tour game so there was like you know you could play on the pga tour you could go to qualifying you played some of the official courses uh it seems like there's going to be a a much larger pga tour integration in the next game kyle but my big thing out of this my my big takeaway is I don't think the PGA tour has done a very good job of expanding outside of like their target golf channel demo, which is like my dad um, for a long time. And I think having a video game and having potentially real golfers in it and real courses in it goes a long way because I mean, growing up like playing Madden, playing uh, whatever other video games, that's how you learn the players. That's how you learn the teams. You who, division i think that is a big way to get young fans into the game and i'm hopeful that the pga tour is now going to be able to take advantage of a lot of their young stars and get a lot of young fans that's an interesting take because i i think that you know when i was growing up high school college it was it was just the tiger woods game right and so you played with i mean who was even in that game you had like all these like random Furek. stock stock <laughs> people yeah you had Furek. i think anthony kim was actually in one of them yeah, i think was. Rateef goosen was in it ernie Ellis. Uh, but, but it was Donald, like yeah. it, it was kind of inconsistent like you didn't have there wasn't like the you know a lot of my friends that that played stuff growing up like they would do like the franchise mode and like create their own person and play with other you know play alongside other people and stuff like that so i think that's a really interesting point i do miss the uh remember some of the courses that you got to play on tiger where it was yeah. like it looked like like a lagoon in like africa or something or, uh, like, i think one was called predator 
and it was yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and you were, or you were like on like a battleship or something like that. There were some, there were some crazy ones, but yeah, I, I just think that, and this, this kind of goes in a couple of ways, Greg. I mean, the, the video game thing, I think helps young fans. Um, the PGA tour kind of being behind some of the other, other sports organizations in embracing fantasy or betting. I mean, the NBA had partnerships with FanDuel and DraftKings years ago. Um, you know, not openly acknowledging like, Hey, we're welcoming betting in, but now they're, they're having these partnerships. And then just last year for the first time, the PGA tour kind of embraces DraftKings as an official fantasy partner. So I feel like if, if the NFL is at like 100% saturation, everyone knows what the NFL is. Everyone who's going to be a fan of the NFL is a fan of the NFL. The PGA tour is at like 10%. I feel like there's so much room for growth of new fandom for golf. I think that's part of the reason why you see a game like the, the Rory McIlroy video game come out and doesn't really succeed and it doesn't really last. You have, this is what's, what I find interesting about this um, PGA tour video game, obviously as a fan of, of the PGA tour, as a fan of golf, I want there to be a golf video game. I'm, I'm somebody who would be interested in playing that. Um, and I know that both of you are as well, but how many other people are? Can that be something that is expanded? What, what's the real business there? And what do you have to do to sell that video game to people to then get them into the game? So I just, I'm interested to see how it does. If it does well, is that something that is going to lead to more success on the PGA Tour? Is it going to lead to more viewers for the PGA Tour? Or is the increased viewership going to increase the video game? Like, where, where does that, how does that streak go? Are there people who are not fans of golf buying that video game playing it becoming fans of golf i'm not so sure so um it, it's definitely there's definitely a lot of room to grow to your point but where does this fit in i, I think is yet to be seen no I, I think this is one of the mistakes that and and I, this is not a pga true thing broadly like when we talk about grow the game which is sort of annoying or you know whatever <laughs> like it just gets thrown around like in weird ways the, the mistake is that like people try like organizations trying to capture folks who are not already in the kind of in the net. So they, they, they're casting their nets outside of kind of what their, what their group is already instead of trying to deepen the roots of, of who they already have in the fold. It, it, it's so much costlier and more ineffective to go outside of that than it is to simply deepen the relationships and, and the, uh, the, the attention that's already being paid to your product. And I think this is, to me, stuff like this is, it's not bringing, it's not like there's a nine-year-old who's like, oh, uh, you know, I could play Madden or I could play uh, PGA Tour, whatever it's going to be called. Uh, it, they're going to choose Madden. Like, you're not like shifting their choice, but somebody who's interested in golf, who's already playing golf on their high school team or middle school team or whatever, it, it just it just increases their level of um, uh, love for the sport. And I think that that reverberates later on in their life whenever uh, they're choosing a, a product as an adult. It's a, it's a really good point. Um, you're, you're making your, to use your analogy of the net, you have this net, you have this area where everybody, you know, your target audience is, and you, you hug them, you hug that that fan that you have already and you make that environment better. Um, and, and one thing about growing the game too, 
this kind of bothers me. We talk about relaxing rules. We talk about getting rid of old traditions in the game to invite more people in. The philosophy that I always take is I want to invite people in and show them how great it is. Show them why we have these traditions. Show them what we're all about here. It's like moving to a different country. If you're going to go to France and live there for a year, you're not going to try to change what France is all about to make it like America. You're going to go and learn about how the French do things. Uh, just as an example, and I, I think the game of golf can at times get away from that and try to make themselves, instead of sticking to what they are and why they're great, try to become football or try to become basketball when it's just not. So I, I definitely see your point there, Kyle. I think it, it's valid. This is how we get soccer golf with like 10-foot cups. <laughs> right. I love it. Uh, I, I like the deepening the roots thing, Kyle, because I think that, okay, the average – I always go back to like the average golf channel viewer, the guy on CEO. Our dads. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, how, how many golfers on the PGA Tour can they name? The average guy. I, I don't know, 15, 20 maybe? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So – the deepening the roots thing to me is whether it's through fantasy, whether it's through gambling, whether it is through video games, whether it is through any other initiative, if you can now start expanding that knowledge of the tour to 30, 40, 50, a hundred golfers, that's good for everybody. And I think, you know, when you talk to these guys and it's, it's a double-edged sword, right? The tour uses the top 10 players in the world to, to sell all everything, right? Sell all their TV, all their TV deals and everything like that, but getting a better, it's it's like in football. Football can be a year-round storyline because there's OTAs and there's a draft and then there is free agency and there's all this and there's a team aspect to it. Knowing the top 100 guys, the top 125 guys making the Corn Ferry Tour finals, now that's more compelling about guys who are going to be coming onto the tour or are going to be losing their card. You can create many more storylines year-round. Like That to me is like the ideal scenario of where golf can head to. Yeah, it's really good. This is why we need a uh, a we need one year contracts uh, for guys for equipment deals, and then after the season you have a you have a draft, and it's like a auction. It would be it would be unbelievable. It would be so good. I would love it. Um, all right, gentlemen. Well, speaking of games, uh, you don't know this yet, but producer Jacob and I have conspired uh, to oh, th- boy. <laughs> to throw this. Le- this is not on the outline. Uh, this is something that we did not give you a heads up about. We're going to play trivia here in the final segment of the show. And I have the questions and answers and you two are going to be pitted against one another. <laughs> how, how do you feel that we have sprung this on you in the middle of the show? That's pretty, that's, <laughs> that's crooked by Jacob. I, I, I you, you are, you're, you're good, Rick. Like I, I don't, I don't put that on you. I, I that's a hundred percent on Jacob. I'm in agreement, Kyle. I, I think this is on Jacob. The the uh, the rundown that we have going this far off track is, uh, while it sounds fun, we gotta we gotta consult the ethics board here and see what what's going on. <laughs> I, I knew things really raises some red flags. I, I knew things were crazy this morning when I had two texts. I had one in the first cut group chat, and then one from Jacob Solo with this plot that he was putting together. So we. <laughs> We've been working on this since this morning. Um, all right, so here's how it's going to work, guys. We're going to do a, a best out of five, and it's going to be uh, Stump the Schwab style, okay? So that means I give you a category that probably has 25 to 30 correct answers in it. You guys go back and forth. Uh, when you get one wrong or you cannot answer it, the other person 
wins. Okay. Are okay. Comfortable okay. With yeah, that I got, format? got that. Yeah. Got okay. it. So I've got five possible categories um, and we, uh, it's best of first, first one to win three. And I'm going to flip a coin here to see who goes first. So here we go. Um, heads will be Kyle. Cause he's wearing a hat and tails will be Greg. And it's tails on my New York quarter. So Greg, you're going to go first on this. Okay. Yep. Our first category are the all time top 25 PGA tour money list okay so i name as many as i can no you name one and then kyle okay. will name one and then you will name one gotcha gotcha until gotcha. we are until one of you cannot get one right and that then that person loses tiger woods okay tiger woods is off the board kyle phil mickelson phil mickelson is off the board number two vj singh vj singh number four jim furick jim furick number three we've got the top four off the board Sergio Garcia. Sergio Garcia, number 10 for Greg. Rory. Rory McElroy. Rory McElroy, number eight, 52 million. Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson, number five, 62 million. I'm getting nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous and I'm not even playing. <laughs> I'm terrified. I'm so scared right now. I have no idea what's going to happen. This is so good. Uh, Adam Scott. <laughs> okay, Adam Scott, number six, yes. Man, he's number six. Um, okay, now I'm really nervous. <laughs> Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth is number 18, 40 million. <laughs> we're getting to that. Well, there's some guys in there. It's weird. Yet, you know, I don't want to give it away, but it's weird how you have to think about this. It, it is weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, Webb Simpson. Webb Simpson is number 22 on the list. <laughs> I so thought he'd that, be higher. That, <laughs> <laughs> that counts. That was, that was Kyle's safe pick was Webb Simpson. Uh, Greg, whenever Matt, you're ready. Matt Kuchar. All right. Matt Kuchar, number nine on the list. Justin Rose. Justin Rose, number seven on the list. Yeah, that's a good one. That um, is a good one. Okay. So let's see here. Do we have the top 10 taken out yet? I believe I was just looking at that. I believe the entire top 10 is, is gone. Yes. Jason day, Jason oh. day, number 12 on the list. This is that's good. This is already more than I thought you guys were going to get. <laughs> that's a, that's a really good one. Um, man. Oh, have we, have we said, uh, Oh, I don't know if he's on there. Ricky Fowler. Oh, Ricky Fowler, number 21. Yes, he's on oh. the list. <laughs> Man. Correct. So I got to think that um, I got two options here. Okay. Uh, one I feel pretty good about. Oh, man. I mean, he's got to be. He's got to be. I, I'm, I'm thinking about a couple of thresholds here. I'm trying to, like, come up with the dollar amount because – uh, Charles Howell the third. Charles Howell the third is number nineteen on the list. Oh, okay. Yes. KP, <laughs> you've got uh, you got probably seven or eight left, I think. Brant Snedeker. Brant oh. Snedeker is number twenty. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure is rising. Yeah. Is I so definitely would not have gotten. I don't, I don't think there's one left that I would have gotten. So <laughs> you guys are in good territory here. This is so crooked. Um, 
Oh, man. So, um, I guess I got to go Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas is number 25 on the list. He's the last guy. guy. Yes. Uh, Can I ask if we already said somebody? Sure. Did we already say Ernie Els? We have not. Ernie Els. Okay. Ernie Els is number 11 on the list. Oh, three. I thought I I thought I had. There's seven left. There's seven left. Okay. This is this is crazy. This is really good, guys. I'm impressed. <clears throat> All right, I'm gonna stick with. I, I see you, you brought some <clears throat> ideas to my attention. Now I'm gonna go. Man, he just hasn't won enough. But uh, Lee Westwood. Lee Westwood is not on the list. Uh, can Jacob put a buzzer in there? I'll do it. Er, wrong. Okay. Uh, so, I, do I, I have one. My other one was gonna be Retief Hinton. Is he in there? Nope. Do I have to? Yeah, I have to. Oh, Kyle has to get one? Okay, Kyle has to get one because Greg oh. went first. Yeah, Greg went first. Uh, Goosen was definitely on my, on my short list. I'm trying to Sorry think of that. like – no, it's okay. I'm trying to think of like 38-year-olds that have just been – like Jimmy Walker, Hunter Mahan. Uh, there's not – Don't be probing me for answers and like looking to see if I give a reaction. <laughs> no, I'm not even, I'm not even looking okay. at the camera. Um, I'll go David Duvall. David Duvall is not on the list. Now what do we do, Jacob? Oh. All right, so we're, we're, uh, here's, here's who we missed. So we'll start over. We'll go for all the marbles here. So here's who was left on that list. Uh, Bubba Watson. Oh. David Toms is 17th on the all-time list. Davis Love the third. Um, Luke Donald. Uh, Steve Stricker, Stuart Sink, and Zach Johnson were on the list. Okay. I'm a little, Most, I'm, I'm a little disappointed with myself. All right. I am here's too. What, I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to play one last round for all the marbles here. Uh, Kyle, you'll go first this time. These are the number one ranked players in the world ever. Tiger Woods. Okay. Tiger Woods is off the board. Bernhard Langer. Bernhard Langer off the board. Correct. Rory. McElroy, not Sabatini. <laughs> yeah, be very specific here. Rory is correct. Greg Norman. Greg Norman is correct. Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson. Uh, five times, yes. Martin Keimer. Martin Keimer. Nice pull. Yes. One time, eight weeks. Wow, that was you burned that early. I was saving that one. Uh, Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth is correct four times. <clears throat> Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas once for four weeks. You are you are at the bottom of the bag, Greg. Greg's got a different strategy in this game. <laughs> if I remember the Wikipedia page correctly, there's one person who is number one for one week, and I can't. Oh, I do remember who it is. I'll save that one for later. Um, I know who that is. Luke Donald. Luke Donald is correct for separate occasions. BJ Singh. BJ Singh, three times for a total of 32 weeks is correct. Lee Westwood. Lee Westwood for a total of 22 weeks is correct. Adam Scott. Adam Scott, uh, one time for a total of 11 weeks. 
Nick Faldo. Nick Faldo is correct. Four separate occasions, 97 wow. weeks total. That's a good one. Uh, man, I just, if we, if he doesn't come off the board earlier, I'm afraid he might come after me. So Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka off the board. Uh, Tom Lehman. There's the one time for one week guy. Tom Lehman. Justin Rose. Justin Rose. Five times for, a, this is a weird one, five times for a total of 13 weeks. <laughs> I'm so stressed right now. Uh, I'm afraid you guys are going to run through all of them and we're going to have to call it a tie. <laughs> I think, I think uh, Ian Woosnam. Oh. I, uh, that, okay. I had to scroll. I had to find it is correct. One time for 50 weeks. I thought that was a no. Oh man. I was so nervous. Okay. I was going to go. I was good. That was my next one. That was the one that I had in mind here. Um, so we said, do we say David Duvall? No, you want him Yeah. now twice for a total of 15 weeks. Kyle, Porter. Jason day, Jason day, three times for 51 weeks. Oh man, now we're in that era. We, we, I know we got Luke Donald and Keimer. We got all those guys. Now I feel like we're back in Nick Price. Nick oh. Price is a great pool. One time for a total of 44 weeks. <laughs> there, there's only three left. Like I did not expect you guys to run. I was not giving you enough credit here. <laughs> Nick, Nick Price was, was my next one. Oh, this is... Uh. I, I don't know if the, I don't know if this is true, but I'll go with Sevi. Sevi, five times for a total of sixty-one weeks. There's only two left, Greg. I think on the in the uh, Spanish camp, I think Jose Maria Olathabal got to world number one. That is incorrect. <sighs> he is not on the list. Who's started? So he wins. Yeah, I started. Yes. Yeah. So so Kyle, uh, you are victorious. That was way. Impressive than I thought it was going to be. The only who'd, two who do we miss? Wait, 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 wait. Do we? Uh, hold on. Okay. Fred Couples. Fred Couples twice for sixteen weeks, and there's one more. And I actually think you should definitely get this one. It had you're to be o- recent. You're overlooking it. No. Uh, it's not Phil. No, it's not. <laughs> Ernie. Ernie Els. Ernie Els. Yeah, you asked me. You asked me before if you picked him. All right, Kyle Porter closes wow. it out. That's Impressive. all of them. Wow. I am, I am very impressed with that gentleman. Um, we're, we're going to leave it at that because that was uh, much more impressive than I thought. Maybe we'll do this again another time. Uh, big thanks, Greg Ducharme, at the Real GFD on Twitter. Big thanks to our current trivia champion, Kyle Porter, at Kyle Porter CBS. I'm Rick Gaiman, at Rick Rungood. This has been another episode of The First Cut, and we'll see you next time. And we're clear. (laughs) I thought I was going to pass out when you said Nick Price. I was dying.